I'm Mark Peterson, and this is the FEMA Podcast. Disaster resilience and relief are priorities for FEMA and the organizations we work with, including Fannie Mae, and also the communities that we serve. It's central to our mission of ensuring access to safe and affordable housing after disasters. So in honor of National Preparedness Month, we sat down with Alex Amparo, Assistant Administrator for FEMA's National Preparedness Directorate, along with Mike Hernandez, Vice President for Housing Access and Disaster Response and Rebuild at Fannie Mae. We discussed the importance of preparing for better financial outcomes after disasters. Okay, well, thank you so much, uh, Alex Amparo, who is the Assistant Administrator for FEMA's National Preparedness Directorate. Thanks so much, Alex, for joining me. Oh, it's great to be here. And then uh, a special guest, Mike Hernandez, who is the Vice President for Housing Access and Disaster Response and and Rebuild at Fannie Mae. Um, I'm thrilled to have you on the, the podcast, Mike. Mark, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. So we're going to talk a lot about um, uh, important decisions that people need to make to prepare for disasters. And uh, it's a really uh, fun way to do it between having FEMA's Preparedness Directorate and Fannie Mae together talking about some of the topics that we don't normally cover when we think about disaster resiliency and preparedness, uh, at least from a FEMA perspective. So, you know, one of the things that we know is that preparedness is not just about sandbags and shutters. So, Mike, how can people prepare more than just their homes for disaster? Yeah, um, Mark, it's an excellent question. When, um, you know, when I think about the question, one of the first things that it reminds me of is that old 80 song by Molly Hatchett. You, you really are flirting with disaster if you don't have a plan in place, if you're not thinking about the, the challenges that you might face. And when you're in the midst of a disaster, the, the last thing you want to be doing is trying to figure out what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. Um, you know, one of the most important things that you can have uh, that you always have with you is your phone. And uh, it's probably the one of the biggest lifesavers. After disaster, you may not have access to your house or to important documents and information that you need. But if you've taken the time before to prepare and made pictures of those documents and have them on your phone, then you'll be better prepared to be able to deal with uh, all the uh, issues and information that you're going to need following a, a, a natural disaster. Uh, unfortunately for my family, we had a small fire in our home several years ago. And, uh, you know, one of the things we uh, we did immediately, everybody was fine, but uh, having pictures of the house that we had taken beforehand and had them filed away, and then the pictures that we took during was tremendously helpful. And in getting our insurance process started rapidly and accurately and really helped us uh, mitigate our our um, our inconvenience and challenge in rebuilding. You know, Mike, I, I, if I could just follow up, that, I'm sorry that you experienced that fire. Um, and I can speak to the other side of those things. Um, I remember a couple of years ago in the middle of the day, I got a call from my sister and she had a house fire as well. And speaking from the um, the opposite perspective, she didn't have those photos. And the, the process of um, making the claim with the insurance company was a much more lengthy process than I think it would have been had she had taken exactly, some of those steps. Mark. 
Yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, you know, Alex, you know, I think it's no secret that saving money and, and having insurance and taking these pictures is a, is a great way to defend against disasters uh, or at least prepare yourself for the financial impacts of disasters. But it's also about, um, you know, working with your families, right? Yeah, no. You know, it strikes me as we're having this conversation this morning that uh, uh, disasters are very personal, right? The impacts of disasters and just both of your uh, examples are very personal. And I think that disaster preparedness should also be personal. Um, I see it as a, as a real civic duty. I mean, this is the, the, the rent we pay for, for living in this great country. And so we really need to look at a personal view of disaster preparedness. And that includes um, you and your family, you know, and the conversations that you're having at the dinner table, um, and talking to your kids about what to do in certain types of emergencies, uh, not being scared, but being prepared uh, for whatever uh, eventuality may happen, and, and they will happen in our lifetime. Uh, and so having that conversation, some of the resources that we have uh, on ready.gov uh, slash kids uh, helps you with that conversation, that very personal uh, conversation that you internalize. And you say, hey, look, you know what? We as a family have made uh, the commitment to ensure that that we're ready um, and that we'll be best prepared should anything happen, like a home fire, uh, like an earthquake, uh, tornado. Uh, those things happen, and they're happening you know, every day across America. And so we've got to figure out how best we can get folks to really internalize it uh, uh, and take it personally. You know, um, Alex, the third week of uh, Preparedness Month uh, is all about teaching kids how to prepare for disasters. Why have you found it uh, important to spend the time during the, at least one of the weeks of Preparedness Month focused on kids? Absolutely. Look, what we're really trying to gain here is uh, good habits, right? And uh, we know when you start young, and when you start young and start talking about things like budgeting, uh, and things like uh, saving. Um, it's a lifelong habit, right, that you uh, uh, train yourself in. And so among the many strategies that we're uh, 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 pursuing to ensure that we're building a culture of preparedness is by starting young uh, and having kids have this discussion and having kids begin to talk about what their budget is and having kids talk about how saving is important. Uh, and by doing that, one, um, they're influencing their family, uh, uh, no doubt. And so when a kid comes home from school and says, mom and dad, do we have a weather radio? Uh, why don't we have a weather radio? What is our plan? What should we do? And so those are very important things where kids can prompt parents. But at the same time, they're building a lifelong habit of being a prepared citizen. Absolutely. Um, you know, according to the Institute of Business and Home Safety, 25% of businesses don't reopen after a severe weather event. I mean, that's pretty astounding because if a person's place of work is destroyed, you know, it could disrupt their income long term. Um, you know, it, it sets them on a path to maybe have to, you know, find temporary positions. And um, it really disrupts the both the family and also the earning power. How can people financially prepare for a disaster? And, and you know, Alex, maybe we could toss this to you first. Sure. It's, you know, uh Obviously, it's about saving uh, money, right? And, and it's about being and having uh, the financial means. And so it begins with the conversation about what's the income that comes into my household and what goes out, or the income that comes into our business and what goes out. Uh, and really understanding that, having emergency cash 
uh, on hand um, to uh, uh, be ready for whatever happens, right? And if you have to evacuate, not having to worry about do I have or am I financially uh, ready uh, to stay the night in a hotel and out of harm's way, right? Let that not be a factor in the equation. Uh, so take that off the table. Um, there's also a confidence that comes from that, and, and, and there's no doubt about it. It's, there's a confidence that, um, that sets the tone uh, for both your response and your recovery for whatever happens. You know, Mike, uh, Fannie Mae has taken an active role in this space, right? Absolutely, Mark. One of the things that we recognized, and, and you're absolutely right, uh, it's not just families that are impacted directly by a natural disaster, but it could be their place of work. And um, very few families, unfortunately, across the country have have very nominal savings. So if they're out of work for a week or two or three, that has a significant financial impact for them. So re- recognizing that, one of the things that we did about a year or so ago is we stood up a new service, a free service called the Disaster Response Network, and it's in partnership with ClearPoint, which is a national not-for-profit counseling agency. And what they provide to homeowners with a Fannie Mae-owned loan is information about uh, how to create that savings plan and create some of those savings cushions, how to create uh, a financial evaluation of their current situation so that they can better prepare, reviewing their uh, insurance policies to see if they've got uh, uh, adequate coverage and where they may have gaps, and also help them with their long-term shelter planning in advance. Uh, as as Alex said earlier, I mean you got to have that, and you've got to have it in advance, and you have to have it uh, planned ahead of time. You know, it's very easy to have if you've missed work a couple of weeks to have your bills start to stack up. So one of the other things that we always provide in a natural disaster is allow borrowers to be able to get some type of mortgage relief so that they don't have to go into uh, long-term default on their mortgage. We want them to be able to uh, get through this disaster as expeditiously as as they can. And uh, folks can go on uh, our website, knowyouroptions.com, to get more information but I think it's critical for, for bars to be able to think about that ahead of time and to know that there are options out there, working with their lenders, working with their servicers, and now working through our disaster response network at Fannie Mae. Yeah, you know, Alex, uh, fi- the idea of financial preparedness is is a relatively new concept to FEMA. It's not one of the areas where we've really focused on. But in the recent years, we've really um, take a, taken a more leadership approach in uh, in preparing people financially. Why has that been important to the agency? Sure. Uh, well, so what we found in, in, in our uh, research and studies and, and what we've seen in the field is that, uh, you know, finances as an indicator of preparedness is six times greater than any other indicator. So I know how prepared you are more by your finances than your geographic location, um, your uh, school, your background, your ethnicity, your gender. Uh, finances are um, a key indicator. And as such, we know uh, that folks that are financially prepared uh, have the propensity to recover. Uh, and that's what's in, in greatest interest. And so uh, we found ourselves uh, in, 
in in this uh, space, uh, knowing and knowing the the awful impacts of disasters and how they impact communities and individuals, and want to get ahead of that. And so, what we're telling folks right now is, look, let's get ready right now, so that when disasters happen, because they will, um, it is something that we can overcome together. And so, for those that can and are able to right now, take a look at their finances and get themselves in uh, a shape. They are uh, actually getting ahead start uh, for any eventuality that comes. And so we've taken some partnerships like this one with Fannie Mae um, and, um, you know, looking at uh, uh, the conversations that mortgage lenders have with individuals throughout the country, right? It's one of the most important uh, decisions that they make in in purchasing a home. And so we know that there's a trusted relationship there between a lender uh, and uh, uh, an individual and a family. And so having that conversation at the same time of, yes, here's the keys to your home. And let's make sure that you're financially prepared. Let's make sure that you have uh, uh, adequate insurance coverage. Let's make sure that you have flood insurance. You know, those are all key things that uh, can be critical success factors uh, post-disaster. You know, I think what we're really talking about is a holistic approach to disaster preparedness and a comprehensive preparedness plan. And, and um, <clears throat> you know, Mike, I want to talk about something that I think is really exciting. I'm, I'm really into sort of home improvement projects and, and things that make the home more efficient and more resilient. So, you know, Mike, talk to me a little bit about some of the exciting things uh, f- that Fannie Mae has done in the idea of building for resiliency. Yeah, Mark, it, it's, it's such an important step. And Yes, you got to prepare financially, and there's a lot of logistics and having your your plan. But it really all starts with having as a, a resilient home, uh, living in a in a in an environment that can withstand some of nature's most you know dramatic events. One of the things that we realize is that many homeowners might have had a hard time financing some of those improvements that they wanted to make for their uh, properties, and so we introduced what we call our home style renovation mortgage products. So if you have an existing property or actually buying a property and you want to add some elements to it that will enhance its overall resiliency, you can now finance that into your mortgage. And things such as uh, you may live in a lower uh, line area and and need a a berm or some type of retaining wall to protect, protect you from potential flooding or adding storm resistant windows so that not only you have a, a greener home and a more energy efficient home, but now you've got some protection against some harsh winds and roof upgrades, providing a more um, uh, structurally, integrally structural roof that'll provide you some uh, significant uh, uh, protection during a major storm. And then also some of the simple things that you can do, like using Simpson straps to uh, in the construction process or the remodeling process to be able to hold down your roof system better, um, and even minor things like uh, gluing down your um, first level of shingles so that they're better protected against the wind. All of that you could combine into a product that that you can then finance and have uh, uh, a much better, much more resilient property. So Alex, once you have a um, a more resilient home, uh, you need to make sure that you have the supplies, right? That's absolutely right. I mean, this is the uh, the fundamental blocking and tackling of preparedness is, you know, making sure that you have 
uh, a kid, whether it's at, at home or and at home and at work, uh, in your car, having those things that are you know, the basics, the foundations of being able to uh, sustain yourself, water, non-perishable foods, a flashlight and batteries, you know, hand crack radios, you know, those types of things that will help you uh, in the time that you need them most. If you have uh, medications, making sure that you have them on hand, you know, your, your important papers, as, uh, as Mike mentioned early on, you know, those pictures that he took, and those are the things that are uh, fundamental. It doesn't have to be, and I hope everyone listening knows that this is it doesn't have to be complicated at very at a basic level doing these things changes outcomes you know i just am curious um how did the partnership come about how did uh, this relationship of working together and, and sharing this important information come about well, you know, it's, uh, I think, as you mentioned, uh, markets, we're looking at uh, a variety of different strategies. Uh, and part of those strategies is uh, how do we get the, the word out? Fannie Mae has been uh, a leader in uh, disaster preparedness. And we, uh, we struck this partnership because we've got a, a, a common mission here. Uh, and that is how do we make sure that our nation is best prepared? And so it was a natural uh, for us to come together uh, around this area of financial preparedness and preparedness in general. Uh, and uh, and that's how I see it. Mike, what do you say? Uh, absolutely, Alex. Uh, for Fannie Mae, one out of every three mortgages in this country is financed by Fannie Mae. So in every market where there's a natural disaster, FEMA is critical to the long-term rebuilding, and Fannie Mae is focused on its long-term rebuilding. And so the partnership around how do we leverage each other's funds and resources and knowledge and experience to help these communities recover more quickly is, is really our focus. And then on the financial side, as Alex said, the more we can help families from the from their youngest age all the way through to better understand and prepare and to be thinking always about uh, what are they doing to protect themselves long term? That's important to all of us, and that really will help uh, families recover. So working with FEMA makes all the sense in the world for us, and we're very happy to be in partnership with them. We welcome your comments and suggestions on this and future episodes. Help us to improve the podcast by rating us and leaving a comment. If you have ideas for future topics, send us an email at FEMA-podcast at FEMA.dhs.gov. If you'd like to learn more about this episode or other topics, visit FEMA.gov slash podcast. <laughs>